following podcast contains references to the consumption of alcohol. If you are not of legal drinking age, please do not consume alcohol. Also, if you are of legal drinking age, please drink responsibly. Welcome to Rhetorical Magic Cocktail Hour. My name is Ryan, and my favorite crafting supply is glitter. And I'm Matthew, and my favorite crafting supply is construction paper. Hell yeah. I'm here Hell for yeah. it. This... Gotta get, gotta get that good, stiff construction paper. <laughs> gotta love a stiff construction paper. There's nothing better. This is a podcast, believe it or not, <laughs> where <What>? we like <laughs> to <laughs> you and your home improvement. I'm so sorry. I would like to formally apologize. <laughs> um, this is a podcast where we like to have a fun drink and then try to be succinct about various topics. Um, mm-hmm. Matthew, what are you drinking tonight? So I am once again here to say that I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Hell, still yeah. haven't decided if it's an IPA or not. <laughs> but that's just a question we'll never know the answer to. What was that segment called? <laughs> Questions. Things we'll never know. Yeah, it's not, whatever, whatever that was. <laughs> Call back. We're good at podcasting. What are you drinking? <laughs> uh, I'm drinking. The last blackberry sage that I sage quirk that I have in my refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I have other f- flavored quirks, but this is the last blackberry one, and it's my favorite of the pack. So it's going to take me a long time to finish the rest of them. Yeah, um, my sister and I. Well, well, when was that? Like last weekend, we tried quirk because I was like Ryan likes these. Let's get these, and. We could not place what they tasted like, but they tasted familiar to us. It's like if it's like what you want LaCroix to taste like. Mm-hmm. Mixed with a white claw. Yeah. I don't the I think the sage was throwing me off because I mm-hmm. felt like oh, what did I think it smelled like? It smelled like like KFC or something. <laughs> Like, something that I was not expecting. I don't remember exactly what I thought it was, but it was something like that. And then I drank it, and I was like, oh, no, this is good. <laughs> it just smelled weird. What? Did you just get the Blackberry Sage ones, or did you get, like, a mixed pack? Okay. We just got the Blackberry Sage. We we couldn't find a mixed pack. We just found, like, the six packs. And they had, like, the Yuzu pear, the Which Blackberry Sage. Which that one's really Sage, good if then... you like um, citrus kicks. Mm-hmm. Then there was a third one, but I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. Probably, like, the strawberry lemon basil. I feel like those are, like, the main three that people like. Um, I'm also really partial. They have, like, a lemonade hibiscus. Ooh, that sounds delightful. pretty delicious. And then um, a blueberry lemon and lavender. 
that one sounds like something I would fucks with. Yeah. I'll try yeah, and I'll one. try and get my hands on some of their berry and botanicals stuff for the next time we hang out. Okay. Because yeah. I, I honestly like I recommend them as far as like I feel like they're the best tasting like seltzer mm-hmm. that you can get. Um, what are you saying? They're better than Natty Light Seltzer? <laughs> Fuck, you're right. Natty Light Seltzer. There's <laughs> that's God tier right there. Nothing better. <laughs> if, <laughs> uh, it's what they serve you in Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Natty Light Seltzer. Speaking of seltzers, have you seen like the Fall Budweiser line of seltzers? No. Is it like pumpkin and like Okay, I don't... Okay, I remember two, three specifically, and the other one... The third one might honestly be pumpkin spice. So they have, like, a like a crisp apple, which doesn't sound bad. It actually sounds like something I would probably drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have, like, a pear cinnamon. Ooh. Um, and then the ones that throw me off are like a the I think I think it is pumpkin spice the more I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. and then um, toasted marshmallow, which I've heard people describe <laughs> saying it tastes like soap, and I mm. believe that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound great. I also don't like mixing cream with alcohol. Mm-hmm. I don't think they go for like I'm usually not a girl who likes to go for like Bailey's even like it's just so it's like a weird heaviness <laughs> so and I also think like liquor curdles cream doesn't it because um back in the times when I went to bars one of my go-to drinks was an Irish car bomb don't get it it's not sex drinking <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's there's it's a shot of half Bailey's half Jameson and you drop it in a Guinness mm-hmm. and you got to do it quick because it's going to curdle. Yeah. And if it like there's one time I was out with some people and one of them got the Irish car bomb and they were not drinking it quick and it turned to cheese. <laughs> but Ooh. I was d- drunk enough to where I drink it anyway. But, <laughs> um, drink responsibly. Drink. <laughs> Drink responsibly, folks. Nope. I think this might be our earliest dip in the hydration station to remind people to drink responsibly. A little... <laughs> we're, we're, we're cruising by hydration station to where you can see it to know and drink responsibly, but we're not going to actually stop. Because <laughs> it's about eight minutes in. <laughs> um. Oh, but yeah. Uh, I don't, have you seen... PBR has a cold brew beer. Okay, PBR coffee is actually good. <laughs> okay, I've never actually had it. I've been afraid to try it. <laughs> it's surprisingly good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tagline. PBR cold brew, surprisingly yeah, good. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't be an Irish car bomb at that point, but I feel like doing, like... A shot Bailey's. of Bailey's in it and then chugging it real quick would just get you real zooted <laughs> real fast. <laughs> no, but like the like the caffeine in it just keeps you and then like it's it's good. I recommend yeah, it. 
I don't know that I recommend mixing caffeine with alcohol, but... (laughs) (laughs) You are talking to a girl who used to frequent a bar where their staple was monster vodka. not talking about monster vodka <laughs> we're today, not are we? we're, we're talking about like wholesome stuff and we just went real quick with like remember when we were trash goblins <laughs> with unhealthy That's... drinking habits yeah drink responsibly mm-hmm. and do some hobbies which yes. is what we're talking about today <laughs> we are talking about hobbies matthew what kind of like what kind of what's your history with hobbies i guess so my history with hobbies is a long and storied story dating back to my childhood where I guess my first hobby was making movies because my parents had like a little camcorder Mm -hmm. and when I was younger I used to make like little movies with my Legos yeah and I think my dad was my cameraman I don't know that he wanted to but he did it because um (laughs) there's My earliest memory of making a movie is I made a movie called Wildfire with my Legos. And so I have recently seen it. Uh In my head, it made sense and was a good movie. Having rewatched it, it made no sense. (laughs) (laughs) And it was bad. Mm -hmm. But like uh, at a certain point, I got this thing called the Digital Blue, which is like a, a camera and it also came like very vi- with very 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 like rudimentary editing software with like special effects. Mm-hmm. And like my friends and I would they would come over and we would make movies with it. And like it had like a stop motion function to where like you, it would take pictures instead uh-huh. of like filming. And I would use that to make movies with my Legos because I was a lonely boy. But <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, and then at some point that fell off, and then kind of got picked up again in in high school. I feel like you (laughs) went really. Did I? Yeah, I feel like I think you won an award. (laughs) Well, okay, it was well, it wasn't a hobby at that point. It was just like a thing I did for a class at that point. Yeah, because then I turned to music. Which is an ongoing hobby. But uh, now that we've gotten caught up on me, how's about you? Wait, I do want to brag for just a second about Matthew's music. Um, I love it. I love listening to it. Um, you can't find it anywhere. It's real underground. <laughs> it's real underground. You got to know the right person. That person's me. <laughs> um. But he does do all the music for the podcast. So the theme song, Hydration Station, the funky mm-hmm. alien theme moment, all mm-hmm. edited by that boy. And I'm so proud of him. Um, I will say I shouldn't get all the credit for the theme song, though, because I'm it's uh, it's based off a classical song. Mm. So it's like a, it's a it's a it's it was inspired by lo-fi because I was really really into lo-fi <laughs> when we started this and I was like racking my brain to think of a theme song and I was just sitting there listening to the lo-fi and it was like oh epiphany <laughs> but yeah I don't know I'm okay at music um what about let's let's get into your history with hobbies hobby history 
my hobby history is a lot of start, not a lot of follow through. <laughs> um, That's just was, hobbies, baby. Yeah. When I was younger, and I don't know if this really counts as a hobby, but I really love to read. I feel like that's a hobby. Um, so reading was like a pretty consistent thing throughout my life. And then teachers started telling me to read certain books and I hated that. So that fell off. <laughs> yep. And I'm slowly getting back to it, but it, I feel like it takes so much for me to like actually finish a book now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and it sucks because I used to be able to like tear through those motherfuckers so quick. I could read yeah. like three books a week. <laughs> And now I'm, like, lucky if I finish three books in a year. (laughs) Which I think is Mm -hmm. just adulthood. Yeah. Well, Um, I also feel like reading is, like, a muscle. Where mm -hmm. it's, like, you gotta build up to it. Yeah. I can definitely reading. reading, I think reading is the twilight of hobbies. (laughs) Where you really gotta, like... I don't know where this is going. (laughs) Please continue. I'm so sorry. I... (laughs) I was gonna say I have no idea how to help you, and I apologize because I feel like we could have done a good goof there. I'm drowning like Bella. That that was two episodes ago. We need to move on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm derailing the podcast. I feel like when I was younger, I was really I really wanted to be like super artsy, so like doodling and drawing, um, mm-hmm. painting here and there, um. Nothing super, like, wild. I always really wanted to get into, like, fiber crafts. Like, my sisters and my mom can, like, crochet, like, nobody's business. Like, they are potentially witches. Because they can just, like, sit Mm -hmm. there and then, like, two hours later there's just, like, a whole scarf. And that's fascinating to me. And I have tried to crochet. I have tried to knit. I do not understand it. But I'm fascinated by people who do. I think it's one of the coolest things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried my hand at sewing. I never get very far. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's probably like the history of it. Is I try a lot of stuff. Haven't quite found what I enjoy so much. What are you, what kind of hobbies are you doing these days? Um, we've kind of talked about music. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't really done as much music as I had in the past, mm-hmm. but I still kind of mess around with it. I've got some guitars and some keyboards. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of into painting some, mm-hmm. and I don't. I feel like that's kind of what's, uh taken up the hobby brain space at this point in time. Um, I've also kind of attempted to write, like, not necessarily novels, but, like, stories and stuff, but mm-hmm. those never really pan out. Yeah. Um, but look forward to my cinematic universe that I'm going to make. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Starring... it's just... <laughs> It's just Spider-Man fan fiction. <laughs> hey, you know what else is Spider-Man fan fiction? The yeah. real Spider-Man movies. You're not Think wrong. You're not wrong. All all comics nowadays are just fan fiction because the people that are writing them are grew not, up reading them. Are not the OGs. You're yep. correct. 
big brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I feel like painting is the thing that is kind of occupying my brain space. Um, I wouldn't say I'm great at it, but I'm moderately fine at it. I think I um, think you're good at painting. Um, I do, however, think that it's okay to have hobbies that you're not skilled at. Like, I think that that's a mm-hmm. good thing. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be, like, amazing at painting. And I, I, I don't really think that I want to. Because, I mean, I, I like a good... I'm like... I'm like you at that museum. I like a good photorealistic painting that I can <laughs> get really giggly at and think we're going to get thrown out of the museum. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know that I necessarily want to make photorealistic paintings. I was It wasn't even a photorealistic painting. It was pop art. <laughs> I want to say it was like some Andy Warhol wannabe. <laughs> that, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um yeah. But yeah i don't i would agree i don't think you gotta be like great at hobbies because if if you were they wouldn't be hobbies they'd be your job because you'd be selling that shit for money yeah and that's i think that like especially right now um in this economy well no i mean a the world is like <laughs> inundated with craft really it is mm-hmm. um but also it's just I feel like there was, like, this weird push of, like, things weren't worth pursuing if you couldn't make money off of it. And so I think people who, like, do hobbies just for the sake of doing hobbies, there's something just so inherently beautiful about that. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that, like, commerce takes away from art, but I don't know. I there's, do feel like it's a little good. more pure if you're just, like, I just want to make this thing. Yeah. It's like... It, nobody else has to really like it, but I'm making this because I like it. And honestly, and like, and sharing it with like your friends and stuff, because you showing me the picture you did of my cats, that made me so happy. Which you can see on my Instagram I have at RNCH Matt. <laughs> I've stalked your Instagram because looking at it makes me happy. And I'm excited because I do know that you're planning on gifting it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that. And it's going to go in my house somewhere. And like, I love that. I love that. Um, I'm working on a little project for you because one of the hobbies I've picked up recently is embroidery. Mm-hmm. Um, am I good at it yet? No. <laughs> will I be someday? I'll be better, but will I be great at it? Probably not because it's something that I do um, of evenings when I am like, okay, I've had way too much screen time this week. I mm-hmm. really need to rest my eyes because I've one of my biggest hobbies lately has been not sleeping, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite hobbies is insomnia. <laughs> um, and so, like, I'm trying to, like, adapt my lifestyle to, like, help promote positive, consistent, like, good, healthy sleeping patterns. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, of an evening, like, I put on music and I um, embroider for a bit. Um and it's, it's just fun. Like, it's a fun thing to do. Um, you own one painting that I did. <laughs> yes, I do. It's, oh, it's over there. I, I thought it was in arm's reach. <laughs> but <laughs> I really like it. Like, it's, 
this is I, I feel like this is gonna sound like a dig, but it's it's a hundred percent like a positive to me. But it's like I feel like if you gave me a hundred canvases in a hundred years, I would never paint that. And that's what I love about it. It's just like this is it's it's I feel like I feel like you've told me before that you don't like it, but I love it because I don't know. It just I can't verbalize it, but it it's beautiful to me. It is beautiful. And I'm, I'm so glad say. about that. And like, but the reality is, is if I didn't gift it to you, it would have like hidden in my closet and I wouldn't have known where to put it. I do need to get a frame for it so I can hang it up because it's the the actual like frame has gotten like wonky so like you can't hang it on the wall I love that but no and like that's the thing too is like I made that at my sister's bridal or bachelorette party we went to like a paint by number thing and they gave me a couple drinks and I was sitting there and we were supposed to paint like this tree thing and everybody was painting this tree thing and I was like, I don't want to do that. So I just stuck with the dots. That was the part I liked doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very it's very abstract and that's what I love about it because <laughs> I feel like a lot of the things I do are very like, this is the picture I'm looking at <laughs> and that's what I'm painting. But it's like, no, this is this is raw emotion on the canvas <laughs> and I love it. I here for it. <laughs> um but yeah, um so let's let's uh let's let's dig a little deeper. Uh-huh. And um how did you pick up embroidery as a hobby? Um I have to say that like I've always been fascinated with like anything fiber crafts. Like 100%. I think mm-hmm. that it, I honestly do think that it's like so fascinating. Um, when I was, like, younger, I kind of, like, fell into, like, that patriarchal mindset of, like, if it's not fine art, it's not worth doing. And that's, like, a mm-hmm. really weird, toxic thing. So, like, when people would, like, crochet or, like, do, like, fiber-type crafts, I'd always be, I'd, like, kind of scoff at it. I'm, like, ugh. I prefer art, not crafts. Um, and then I grew mm-hmm. up and realized that, like, the fashion industry fucking runs on anything fiber related and like I was interested in fashion and and like so I had to like do a lot of soul searching <laughs> internalized um and like focus on like okay why are you internalizing this weird misogyny that really benefits absolutely no one and like mm-hmm. break down like what structures were set in place to determine the difference between art and crafts <laughs> And basically it was like patriarchy. So it's kind of like a miniature form of protest. Love it. And I also like it because it's (laughs) something that like you can like start and stop a lot. Like you don't have to do everything all at once. And it's something Mm -hmm. that like you can like fill the canvas quickly. Right. Um, Because you've kind of showed me one that you're working on with some mountains mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't seem like it's like a huge, like it's, it's a, I want to say foot. frame, but I don't it's know that frame is diameter. Right but yeah, it seems like something like a little manageable project mm-hmm. to start with. But yeah. Yeah. And the, the first thing that I ever sent you was like this little ghost that I probably did in like an hour. Is it great? No. Do I see like the technical issues with it? Hell Yeah. 
It was also the first thing that I've embroidered since I was like a kid. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's like, there's always like that learning curve, but it's something that like, I just, I've enjoyed doing. Um, and I like that it's a fiber craft. I appreciate that, but it's something that like, I don't, I can commit time to, but I don't necessarily have to commit time to if I don't like, it's not a project that expires. Like when you're painting and stuff, like sometimes you need to work only when the paint is wet. And so like, mm -hmm. if you let it dry out, you're like, okay, well, it's kind of hard to get back into it without me having to like redo a whole layer basically. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case. Cause thread don't dry out, baby. <laughs> thread stays the same. Um, <laughs> there's one constant in this world and it is thread. <laughs> <laughs> Ties us all together, breaks us all apart. What else do you, what more can you say? can't can't live with it can't live without it yeah that's unfortunate looks like my What's cat that? got my i was looking at my embroidery hoop and it's broke oh <laughs> well that's yeah that's sad uh danny's been sleeping in it so i just need to buy a new 12 inch embroidery that's a clean i might be able to fix it i don't know that's one other thing glue. is cats like circles apparently <laughs> and they like sleeping in them um <laughs> So I'll have to mess with that later. But um, no, it's just something that I picked up for fun and to like do that's not just rotting my brain with screen time. Mm -hmm. And it's been really yeah. nice. What about you? What got you into painting and music? Like, why did you pick those mediums? Um, Music? My dad plays guitar. Mm -hmm. And... Like, weirdly, as a child, I wasn't really into music unless it was classical music, because <laughs> I was that kid. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, like, around middle school, I got into the Beatles, hmm. and then I was like, only the Beatles, and some classical. <laughs> and then in high school, I was like, oh, there's other music <laughs> that I like that I can listen to. But, um, like, one of my earliest memories is looking through my dad's record co collection mm -hmm. that he used to have. And, like, I can remember him playing uh, Here Comes the Sun on guitar and being like, oh, how do you do that? And then I remember him, like, trying to teach me how to play guitar when I was little, but it hurt my fingers. So mm -hmm. I'd be like, no, <laughs> this hurts. I don't want to do it. And then eventually, um, like, freshman year of high school, I decided I wanted to play the bass because my dad played guitar. Mm -hmm. So that my parents bought me, like, a little cheapo bass. That was just like baby's first bass. <laughs> and uh, with that bass, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he would like me outing him, but uh, my dad and I briefly had a band that was called the Paul Gatto Experience. <laughs> I don't think he ever like consented to be in it, but he was in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't remember when I got it, but I got like a little rudimentary recording thing mm -hmm. and we recorded our first song called jimmy the alpaca <laughs> it was a very jazzy instrumental and yeah i would just kind of record as like a way to pass the time yeah you play quite a few instruments now though don't you um uh, some better than others uh i don't know my philosophy with instruments which i 
have met very few people that share this philosophy, but my philosophy is like all instruments are the same. <laughs> it's like playing the piano is no different than playing the guitar okay. to me, but I don't know. Other people don't seem to agree with that <laughs> <laughs> sentence, but, um, but yeah, it, I mean, if you know how to play one instrument, you'd know how to play them all. Gotcha. But uh, that's my my philosophy. Interesting. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then painting. I don't remember what... I, I know that I've always wanted to paint, mm-hmm. but it, it was very frustrating because when I was younger, I would draw. And when I would paint, I would try to paint like I would draw. Mm. And that never really worked for me. And... Uh, I don't remember when this was. I think it was like middle of undergrad. But at one point I was just like, I'm going to paint the shed in my parents' backyard. And then I figured out like what my style was, which was just like paint the background, then cover it up with the foreground, then cover that up with more foreground. And then like, yeah. And then I painted some more. (laughs) <laughs> then one time, my parents' cat woke me up way earlier than I wanted to, so I did a spite painting of her. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hanging in my sister's house. <laughs> I love that. But yeah. But yeah. Um, so, I guess to summarize, music is because of my dad and painting is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. We talked about it a little bit, but... Um... Like, appreciating people who don't monetize hobbies. Do you think mm-hmm. that, like, when you add that level of monetization that it kind of, like, takes away from, like, the purity of it? I think that when you monetize something, it it changes the way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Because you're not necessarily thinking, like what do I want to do? It's more like, what do I think is going to sell? Because this is what is making me money. And I feel like that's a different mindset to be in as opposed to just like, I want to do this for fun. What would I like to see or listen to? Thick lady mods. (laughs) Thick lady mods. That, that's a good one. I liked, I liked that one. That's a concept I'm working on. I'm still working out. I have, I honestly, part of me is like, just restart the thing because the likes got away from me. If YouTube channel Drawfee has taught me anything, it is delete your art. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. uh, How do you feel like monetization affects hobbies? I don't want to take away from people who make money off of the things that they do. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like it, it is a way to earn a living, but I think... I also think that neither of us had mentioned, like, the other hobby, which is kind of the elephant in the room and what we're doing currently, which is a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think that it's, it's almost... I don't know that it necessarily takes away, but I do agree with you that, it, like, it adds just, like, another it layer of, like... changes your mindset. Like, how you think about the hobby, and I think that it can kind of take away some of that joy um Mm -hmm. but yeah i just 
the people who who do sell their their art and their crafts like pay them what they're worth because it's not cheap to have a <laughs> to have a hobby mm-hmm. um and there are definitely people that i've seen that I, I mean it's i don't feel like it's a lot of people but there are people that like are able to monetize but also like keep mm-hmm. what they do purely them yeah um but I think it. I think it's a little harder to make a living off of than. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's like I don't. I don't see anything wrong with it. But I don't see myself ever monetizing anything that I personally mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Same. <laughs> same. Do we... I mean for me, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, yeah, your stuff is not yeah, worth your money. Yeah, your shit. I, nobody should pay for that shit. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck you still do it. (laughs) I'm it for me. (laughs) One thing that I've I've been curious about Mm -hmm. is, uh, so like for your embroidery, Mm -hmm. like uh, what do you, how do you feel like, uh, how do I want to say this? Uh, what do you feel like the end game is for it? Like, what are you, like you've, you've finished a piece. Mm-hmm. What do you do with it? Um, I'm hoping to get comfortable and better enough at it to where like, I want to hang the stuff that I do and mm-hmm. essentially just have it be like gifts. I've seen some like really cute, super tiny embroidery hoops that are like different shapes. And I've seen people turn them into like Christmas tree ornaments so I think Ooh, that one Christmas, cool. probably not this one coming up, but one Christmas in the future, that will be at least a part of gifts that I give people. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be cool. Mostly, I think the end game is mostly just like, I like the process of designing and like I do digital art sometimes too, but it, again, it's not something that I'm like. <laughs> Graphic design is your passion. <laughs> Graphic design is my passion. Um, but I honestly, like, I wouldn't even call that a hobby. I think that mostly when I do that, it's just like, because I feel the need for a creative outlet and I need to get something out. And it's something that like, I can do quickly and it is really easy to delete your art fully when it's, um, digital. When it's in Photoshop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like you can like erasing it actually gets rid of the line and there's nothing left over from it when you're like traditionally drawing like you can kind of always see the lines that were there before which i mm-hmm. think is something kind of beautiful about traditional drawing mediums i don't know that whenever i used to draw that was the most frustrating mm-hmm. part was like cuz um i don't know if we've ever talked about this but for our school paper i used to do the comics mm-hmm. and we had photoshop and I don't know why I didn't try to draw the comics in Photoshop, but what I would do is like I would go into paint and just like map out squares mm-hmm. and then print that off and then draw on that and then scan it back in. And it was always frustrating when you would get to like the fourth panel, feel really good about the, the first three and whiff something hard <laughs> to where it's like you could still see what was happening. And it's like, oh, fuck (laughs) this is this is all ruined (laughs) but yeah i feel digital art seems like 
it uh, facilitates more trial and error mm-hmm. than like traditional mediums. Well, that and like I mean, like you can redo a line so quick, and like I mm-hmm. I really like it as a medium. I think that it's really interesting, and it's unfortunate because I feel like digital art, outside of like photography does not get a lot of credit, especially in the fine art world. And it's changing a little bit with the introduction of, like, NFTs. Mm-hmm. But barely, and I have, like, personal issues with NFTs that are probably a different episode, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, um, real quick. Mm-hmm. Do we want to announce our webcomic? Web? That we're for sure doing, called Jorts Wolf. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goof. We're not really doing it. <laughs> Listen to the New Moon episode. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm drunk on New Moon. You can't make me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, For a second, I was like, oh, shit. What project did I agree to do? <laughs> Jorts Wolf. You're going to draw it and I'm going to write it. <laughs> about a wolf a werewolf who whenever he wears jorts or whenever they wear jorts we haven't decided but um whenever they wear jorts they turn into a wolf <laughs> from the waist up their legs are just from real the waist great. up <laughs> and yeah. look awesome in jorts the whole time it's yeah, gonna so be look forward to that bigger than laura this. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come out summer 2022 summer 2037 25 Summer so 2154. <laughs> Summer 2112. <laughs> um Yeah. I don't I think yeah, I think so, it's fun to create things with friends though. Like I think that that's such a good way to handle stuff. Mhm. Yeah, cuz a lot of in the past I feel like most of my hobbies have been like me by myself and they haven't really been collaborative. Mhm. And uh, I, I kind of feel like that's why I've fallen off of music is just like I've done everything that me as Matthew yeah. is capable of creating on my own. Mm-hmm. And it's like you need that other person there to be like, oh, I didn't think of that. And then, and un- and then the ball starts rolling. And unfortunately, you got a podcast. <laughs> I can't sing <laughs> or play an instrument. And I that's one thing. That's another thing that I wish that I was able to like. I do not have the mind for music, and I'm sure like if I buckled down, I could figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I have an issue sometimes where if I'm not good at something quickly, <laughs> then it just needs to go away. Same. If I can't do something on the first try, I get real frustrated and quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is something I need to work on probably. But I'm not gonna today. <laughs> you can't make me. I have embroidery to do. Always tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow for sure. Tomorrow for real this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't know if you feel equipped to answer this, but if somebody wanted to get into embroidery, mm-hmm. say say I came to you and said, hey, Ryan, this embroidery you're doing, I'm really digging. I would like to try it for myself. 
how would you recommend somebody starts out? Uh, so what I did is I found, and please forgive me because I did use Amazon. Oh, I it's okay. know, but it's one of those like it was like super cost effective, and I was like. It's easier for me to purchase a kit, and I think the kit all in all was like maybe $25 for like all the embroidery that you needed, like all the thread, like it's like a a nice little case that's already organized because that's something that I struggle with because of like my ADHD is Mm -hmm. um, I have a really hard time with like organizing things like so like having something that was like pre-organized. The thread was already all labeled and I learned because I text you that when I was like, I'm out of this color and I don't know what to do. I learned that in embroidery thread, like the colors are consistent. Like there might be like a bit of a shade difference from brand to brand. But on the whole there. But it's it's all going to be equivalent enough. Mm -hmm. Which is good and not something that I knew before. And I'm glad that I learned. Um. But I, I bought a kit that, like, had it, like, already, like, wrapped up and ready to go. And so I could just, like, pick thread and start doing something. And mm-hmm. I, um, so, yeah, I mean, support local shops if you have, like, local hobby stores. Um, but just if, if price is a reason that you're not wanting to start something, then, like, it's okay to go those, like, big box store routes where you can get stuff for cheaper or if you're if you're not sure that you Mm -hmm. want to do something but you want to try your hand at it because worst comes to worst i have a pretty efficient sewing kit and like i know how to patch stuff up so like if i like rip something i'm like oh i can fix that (laughs) right Um, yeah and then i just bought i found like a big (laughs) it's like a drop cloth it's like a canvas drop cloth for curtains the people uses curtains and it was on mm-hmm. sale for nine dollars and it's like six Ooh. foot by nine foot. Oh. So that's a lot of like it's gonna take me a long time to get through that bad boy. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I would just purchase it and then just Google. Like I started seeing embroidery stuff on TikTok and I was like, that looks interesting. And then it would be like this is how you do this kind of stitch. And so like, after I got that, I would like open those things up again that I had seen before I'd gotten like into it. And then I would just try stitches. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. And then I learned that like, I really like the look of like super thin thread <laughs> because of trial and error. Um, yeah. And so it's just, it's just learning what you like and doing, but it's, it's not, fortunately it's not, a very expensive hobby to start because I also would like to start rug making, but that is not a cheap <laughs> startup. Yeah, that 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 one seems a little more <laughs> or a little less cost effective. Um, um, do you use like uh, like patterns or anything, or do you just basically freehand everything? Um, so far I've only freehanded. I have been looking into. There's like an embroidery. It's like it's like paper, but I'd have to get a printer because I'm, you know, under thirty. I don't own one. <laughs> Quit attacking me on my own show. <laughs> you have you own a printer? No, I don't. Oh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
quit attacking me. <laughs> um, but it's it's something that essentially like I could go into like InDesign or Photoshop and like design out a piece, and then print it on this like essentially dissolvable paper, and mm-hmm. get like the line work down. Um, so I think that that's and gonna be my next step. stitch off of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but currently it's it's either just like. I just eye it and like just kind of go through it or um, I just took a pencil to the thick moth lady and just kind of mm-hmm. like sketched it out a bit. It just depends. If if I had um, stronger embroidery hoops that don't break from one cat taking a nap on it, <laughs> then um, I could probably do a little bit more in the sketching arena. But what about you? How do people get into painting, Matthew? You go to Michael's and you buy some the cheapest paint they have and the cheapest canvas they have. And then you go watch some Bob Ross videos. And you're just like, okay, that seems easy enough. And then you do it and you're like, oh, no. But then you, after you hit that initial, oh, no, mm-hmm. take a deep breath. Paint over it. <laughs> Because delete your art, <laughs> and then eventually, you'll have a painting of a cat. Is that the best tutorial? No. <laughs> but I, I feel like painting's one of those things where you gotta do it, mm-hmm. figure out what your style is. Yeah. Because I took a class in uh, my senior year of college, because I needed an elective. But um, it was uh, the way he, my professor taught was not the way I was used to painting Mm -hmm. so that was I mean it was probably the more traditional way to paint but it it didn't fit my brain Mm -hmm. because I'm used to just like painting a full scene for the background and then painting a full scene for the foreground and like layering like that Mm -hmm. but um I mean you just got to buy some paints and go for it. <laughs> yeah. You can't go wrong with your paint. Yeah. I I was going to try to make that rhyme, but I couldn't. <laughs> um, I do think that there's, there's a lot of resources online, like YouTube and stuff for like tutorials on how to do stuff. Like I'll Google how to do a certain stitch or, mm-hmm. um, when I saw how much thread it took up for me to do like that one smaller mountain and then saw that I had a bigger mountain with like more space mm-hmm. to fill and the same amount of thread <laughs> in the same yeah. color. Um, I just Googled, I'm like, what are the best stitches to like fill a broad space? And then I started doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. When it goes to like, and like follow creators who like do art and like typically they'll post stuff in their mm-hmm. style. Um, I'm not saying like copy artists and do what they do, but I mean, you can copy technique, but not necessarily like style. Yeah. Um, yeah. like I said, like I found a lot of people online who are like, this is how you do this one stitch. This is how you do this other mm-hmm. stitch. Uh, as someone who is new to a, um, hobby, I would, with unless like you have access to a creator who was like said like if you have questions ask them and i would like to teach you i would be careful about asking 
because typically the artists that I see, like, they're either promoting work that they are selling or that they, you know, make for whatever their reason is. Um, And I think that a lot of new hobbyists, when they get into something, they're like, I just started this and I mess it up, so you need to teach me how to fix it. And I don't think that's fair on the work of an artist just because they show you how to do a technique does not mean that they need to show you how to fix everything you did wrong mm-hmm. um because that's something that i see a lot now in like social media spaces of where it's like i tried this and it didn't work you need to troubleshoot for me and i'm like that's not how this works like this is the person who has probably taken years and has messed up doing the same thing that they are comfortable enough to be like this is how you do the stitch Mm-hmm. Um, in the words of Bob Ross there are no mistakes only happy accidents only happy accidents and every mistake is an opportunity for learning and I think that that's I think that's something I really like about hobbies is like it makes you be patient for a little bit mm-hmm. and if you do mess up and it's something that I've had to like work on because I used to just give up if I messed up <laughs> like that was my MO I was like I didn't do it right okay it's not worth doing goodbye mm-hmm. um like the the thick moth lady like i've started over on that thing several times and i'm still trying at it and you know it is getting better but it's not quite what i want so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep at it and this is the first time in my adult life that i've done that because normally be like well i'm just never gonna try a moth lady again (laughs) yeah well then that's also like a lesson in like that i've had to learn in painting Mm -hmm. sometimes where it's just like you can spend your whole life trying to perfect something but at a certain point you just gotta say you know what? This looks good. It's not necessarily what I wanted to do, but it, I, it's passable, and I can show it to the world. Yeah. This is a good episode. I feel like this is a very wholesome moment. Yeah. What are your what except are your... except for the beginning where we talked about drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get them in. <laughs> yeah. What are your final thoughts on hobbies as a whole, Matthew? I think I think people should have hobbies. Mm-hmm. I think they're good. I think they're a good outlet for energy. Hell yeah. Um, just because you're not good at something on the first try, that doesn't mean it can't be something that you are good at in the future. Um, just if if you get the urge to try something, just get. Get some cheap supplies and try it. And yeah. You never know. What about yeah. you? I agree wholeheartedly. I think that I think if more people had hobbies than we then like I just I just I don't think that there's any that anything could go wrong if more people had like hobbies that keep them occupied. Mm-hmm. Um and the best thing about hobbies is until you do something success like something that you consider successfully, you don't have to tell people about it. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> keep it a secret if you find out you don't like it toss it no one's gonna know and if they do screw them <laughs> yeah and if they if they if they know they weren't your friends to begin with <laughs> um but no I, I think hobbies are good i think they're fun um keep them up yeah what kind of keep hobbies them. do you what kind of hobbies do you the audience have <laughs> yeah let us know on social media <laughs> at rmch Matt, nope, that's mine. At rhetorical magic. <laughs> Don't direct message me. Direct message the show. <laughs> no, do direct message Matt. <laughs> it will be funnier that way. 
<laughs> yeah, if if there's something that you've done that you're proud of, tag us. Or if there's something Post you've done it. that you're not proud of, also tag us. I would like to see that too. <laughs> <laughs> Roast yourself. Um, be good to yourself pick up a new hobby and as we say at the end of every episode clink clink Ryan! Ryan! Did you know that Venom is gonna be in the Spider-Man No Way Home? (laughs) Like Tom Hardy Venom? Yeah, the post credit scene teases it. But we're not talking about the (laughs) Spider-Verse. Wait, but I do want to come back to the (laughs) Spider-Verse. Um... Okay, Sorry, that honestly, that makes me really think that Tom Holland and What's-His-Face are going to be in it. I was also a little bit hoping that it would have been the Topher Grace. Venom. Venom. <laughs> Maybe. What? Okay. Potentially. But no, what that if, guy died. What if didn't... Tom Hardy villain? Well, I mean, they all the villains died, but they're coming back anyway. Um, Doc Ock didn't die. He got arrested, didn't he? No, he drowns. What? <laughs> he like he saves he saves Mary Jane and Peter by like breaking the machine and he like falls in the water oh. and drowns. But yeah, but what if Tom Hardy Venom kills Topher Grace Venom because he's like this isn't good. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm ready. But we're talking about hobbies. We are talking about hobbies. Um